Hello, everyone. This is Vern Davis, and I'm your host of Plant Profits. And I'm thankful for all of you to join us today. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. And really excited today. Um, I, I have uh, as our guest, uh, Sherry Boudram, uh, PhD. She is a Dr. Sherry Boudram. She's CEO and co-founder of Candelta. And um, she's been involved in the cannabis, cannabis uh, scene and psychedelic scene in Canada for several years. She served as uh, the Health Canada's Medical Cannabis and Controlled Substance Programs. Uh, she served as a Senior regula Regulatory and Compliance and Enforcement Officer uh, for that organization. And uh, been very uh, active. And uh, as I said, she has created a business called Candelta. I uh, want you to uh, all to uh, welcome to our show here on Plant Profits, uh, Dr. Sherry Boudram. How are you? Great. Yeah, thanks for the amazing introduction. I'm happy to be here. Well, our pleasure uh, for sure uh, that you are, are here. Uh, we don't uh, often, so often, uh, on this show, uh, talk about some of these uh, issues and opportunities in cannabis from your perspective. And I'm really excited to, to hear about that today. Now, <clears throat> just looking at your background, um, now, are, are you, you live in Toronto now? I live in Toronto, that's right. Yeah. Now, did you, you always live in Toronto? Born, yeah, born and raised, uh, born in yeah. Toronto. My parents moved about, you know, 30, 40 minutes outside of the city yeah. when I was just under 10 and then came back to Toronto for university, moved here after, after university. So yeah, yeah. I haven't really left. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So uh, that's, well, I love your city. I love Toronto and uh, been there several times and uh, it's always been great. Um, now, you know, you're uh, Dr. Boudreaux, so you're, you're a scientist, right? And you have impeccable background in chemistry and, you know, um, you've done a lot of things. I mean, you left, you left your training in, in, at university and uh, the things that you did there, and you went to the um, uh, to the world of work, uh, and you worked for the government, mm -hmm. right? You now, wh why did you decide to work for the government versus going into private or public ways of going into public sector? Yeah, that's a really great question. So, I uh, yeah, I have a background in chemistry. Yeah, uh, I, I studied biological chemistry. When I finished my undergrad, actually, I thought I would take a year off of, of school and, and work and kind of see what's out there and where my skill sets really, really lie and where my passion lie. Uh, and I just happened to get a job. I was, you know, obviously sending out lots of resumes. Some of them were in pharma, uh, in private companies, doing a variety of things. Some were in, in, the, in the government. And uh -huh. I happened to get a job working at Health Canada as a, as a junior drug forensic chemist. Yeah, a junior a drug forensic. What does that mean? A junior. So that means, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was at the, the level one. Okay. I guess the, the first right. level. The um, beginning. The, the beginning. beginning. <laughs> uh, given that I only had an undergrad. Mm -hmm. um, in a, 
uh, one of the departments that uh, was a drug forensics lab. So they essentially would um, obtain and handle and analyze drugs that were confiscated by police. Um, ah, okay. You know, from from individuals, and we would analyze it and then testify in court if necessary. So at a, a level one position, I was mainly in charge of analyzing cannabis. Would you go um, to court? Did you? We were trained to go with the drugs to church. I mean, at the, at the time, yeah. I, I I didn't have the opportunity to. I supported a lot of the the cases uh-huh. um, for the the senior chemists, um, but at the time, I, I I didn't actually testify myself. But we got trained on on you know what the, the proceedings would be like and how we should answer questions and things like that. Yeah. So that yeah. was a great, really great opportunity. We're coming right out of university a, a, a career that i never even thought really existed <laughs> so i, I mean did you, like, did, you, know, you did you did you did th- you feel like you were on one of uh those detective shows like uh where yeah, yeah. i really did and at yeah. the time those shows were super popular they were so. yes and they were <laughs> yeah, exactly them, right so yeah it was you know i was always really proud to talk about that and mm-hmm. uh i actually i really enjoyed the stability i guess and predictability of government um, you know, my parents came to Canada from the Caribbean okay. and that, I think that the element of, of stability and having a good job was like super ingrained in me, ah, having safe? that predictability. Safe? Safe. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is a good job. You know, it's a good job. <laughs> and I, you know, I really enjoyed that. And I did that for a year and then and your I, parents uh, were proud. They were super proud. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. oh, my daughter is working for the government. Like what, what could be better than that? Right. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, after a year, I thought, you know, I always wanted more in my academic journey. Right. I always wanted to go to grad school. So I left and went uh, back to university to do my master's. Did you do a full-time master's? Did you do I full-time? Did. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I fully left my job and went back uh, to commit fully to doing, to completing my master's. My what, what was project. the focus? What was the focus of your master's? Because yeah. this this goes to your decision making process here. It, yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not related to cannabis at all. I um, was our, our lab group was studying. Um, we did a lot of NMR, so like nuclear magnetic resonance, structure determination of I mean, what does that mean? What is I mean, RNA? Com- so what is that? Basically, what you're doing, it's like think about um, it's sort of like an MRI when you put somebody in an MRI machine. It's like that, okay. but instead you're putting uh, a test tube with compounds into a machine and you can get structural information about um, what's in the test tube. So that was important because we were studying uh, gene signaling and how um, RNA in particular, which is similar to DNA, uh-huh. um, can impact uh, genes and how it affects the, the way that genes are expressed. And when you impact that, then that can have downstream effects like turning on and off different pathways for things like uh, cancer, cancer growth in, in cells. Oh, really? So, That's yeah, very so, important. That sounds yeah. very, it, it was interesting. Then it turned very important. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it was very important work and yeah. I really enjoyed uh, learning about the aspects of, of that and contributing to um, the scientific world in that that aspect. And my research was going well, so I decided, okay, I'm going to do a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- so now you're a full-time student? Now I'm a full-time student. Yeah, yeah. full-time So student. you just left that government job and went back into school and got your... So 
when you got your math, did you get your master's and then said, I'm going to get a PhD or some point in your I, master's, yeah, I you decided going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So I transferred. So you have the opportunity yeah. of just completing your master's or, or transferring your degree. So I transferred um, and then continued uh, for, I guess, four years after that to, to finish my my PhD. And then at that time, I was writing up my thesis and I was thinking, okay, like I still want to make more money because <laughs> there's things to pay for um so I was like okay like I still had really good contacts with uh, my colleagues at Health Canada and I said okay well if you guys are still looking for uh chemists I'd be happy to come in if there's any opportunities so they mm-hmm. said yeah sure we put you on a contract and I okay. came in and started uh I was working full-time there during the day and then writing my thesis at night so I was kind of burning both ends of a candle so to speak um, but I, it was great because I got to come in at a, at a higher level. So I wasn't yes. only analyzing cannabis, I was analyzing, you know, hard drugs as well. And then that gave me the opportunity to, to, to testify in court and, and do those types of things that I, I, I didn't have the opportunity before when I came in as a junior chemist. So, yeah. I, so, so, so testifying in court, did you like that? I mean, it's, it's super stressful, but I didn't not like it you kind of get that adrenaline rush especially yeah. because you're on the other side did <laughs> right? you did, like did you feel like it was showtime yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah. you get into character and yeah you know it's but the, the great thing is that when you're coming in as a uh expert witness um reporting on results it's very factual right it's like it right. is or it isn't right so that definitely makes it a lot easier that makes it a lot easier. There's not a lot of gray area to yeah, that's right. And and, and you're coming in as a as an expert in a scenario like that. Is that it? Yeah, that's right. And yeah, and oftentimes they don't really ask you too many questions mm-hmm. uh, because they're saying okay. A lot of times they don't even expect you to show up necessarily, but <laughs> you do, and then they're like, okay, well, there's evidence here. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's great. So you so I mean, you really did a lot of work uh, technical work, uh, early, uh, in your career, you got, um, got your PhD. So you're now considered this expert and, uh, we're going to, uh, take a quick break, uh, Dr. Budram, and we're going to, uh, come back and we'll, we'll talk about what you did next. Okay. Sounds good. Great. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Dr. Sherry Boudram. She is the CEO and co-founder of Candelta. And uh, really enjoy you being here. Thank you. Uh, We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back to Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. I am spending time today with Dr. Sherry Boudram. And Dr. Boudram, we were talking about your technical experience and, and studies and preparation and education and work. Then you went to the uh, Brand Institute at some point. So what did you get out of that? And what were you doing that was interesting there? Yeah. So, yeah, so again, I was working as, uh, well, I guess to go back even further, because okay. I guess I guess the last part of what I was saying was that I was working as a, as a chemist in a drug forensic uh, program. Right. So I was a chemist doing drug forensic chemistry. Uh, then I had transitioned a bit into policy, actually, and then worked for a company 
well, a department within the government called the Canadian Environmental Assessment Agency, where we um, assisted with environmental assessments for major resource projects. So like mining projects in Northern Canada and did a lot of Aboriginal consultation and public consultation as part of that as well, um, which gave me a lot of exposure to those remote communities, which you, you, know, you normally wouldn't otherwise really interact with. Okay. Um, which is great. So I, I kind of got out of the lab for a second, went into policy, and then that actually led me to becoming a, a compliance officer at uh, Health Canada and the Medical Cannabis Program. So I guess if, you, if we want to even fast forward yeah. to, the, to the Brand Institute and how I got out of the government, then I ended up getting out of the government because after being in it for you know a number of years, mm-hmm. I, I actually got uh i guess not frustrated but tired of the stability oh right and like the monotony yeah that i originally liked yeah yeah (laughs) and especially after having my phd and having the ability to contribute meaningfully and to have your 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 thoughts considered and to show initiative that's something Mm -hmm. that's really difficult to do in the government because of all of the the structure and the red tape and the approvals and Mm -hmm. hierarchy and all that so I, after a while, you know, I was kind of debating, you know, is this really the right fit for me? And what could I do outside of this? And it, it just so happened that uh, I got headhunted uh, by the Brand Institute, who um, they were looking for someone to lead their uh, Canadian office. Um, and what they did was uh, nomenclature development. So when you're submitting uh, a drug for approval, part of the process is um, submitting uh, a brand name or the, or the nomenclature. So it could be right. the brand name, it could be the non-proprietary name, which is like the compound name at the, at the basic level. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why that is important is because you need to be able to demonstrate that the name that you're submitting um, does not look or sound alike to any other name that's on the market. Because if that's the case, then there could be medication errors either at the prescribing level or at the dispensing level, or even at the, the consumer level where they're, mm. you know, self-medicating. Yeah. That seems like a basic thought, but some, you know, the lay person like myself, I've never thought of that. Yeah. And that's yeah. why you see so many drugs with really strange names that you can't even pronounce. It's because there's, there's, there's like a, a method that goes into that and right. marketing and yeah. a bunch of, you know, computational analysis that kind of screens out other names that could potentially look similar, sound similar. And then you come up with, you know, all these unusual looking drug names. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i mean that's what i i did i led the canadian office it's a it's a u.s company uh, the brand okay it's a u.s company um they have offices all over the world uh there's one in in toronto um and so i would essentially go to different pharmaceutical companies and do sales pitches and then lead their uh the teams when they're doing the the the, the i guess the, the nomenclature sort of uh workshop of how to come up with the names, work with the marketing teams on running the, uh, the market research and, you know, helping with preparing the reports for that and the presentation. So, yeah. So, so did you actually, you actually, um, you were doing business development. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you were doing, That's- I mean, this was very different than this government work you're doing. This is very different. So, so these, the, these big pharma companies had choices of firms similar to yours that they could use. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. you were, you were competing for these, this business. 
Yeah, exactly. So you'd go in and you'd pitch them and that gave me... Why would I choose? I mean, why would I choose? Give me an example of oh, a well, they have, you they got have a great reputation. The Brand Institute okay. um, worked okay. on about 90% of the, the brand names in Canada. I think okay. 80% of the brand names in the US. So they've been around for quite a while. Okay. And they have a, a, a good process in place and a good reputation. So um, people, a lot of pharmaceutical companies are just very familiar with them. Got it. Right. Okay, but you still had to go through the motion and you got to. Yeah, yeah, because when you go to a company, there's there's turnover. You got to convince the new people, okay, this is still good. Right. And this is why. And our pricing yeah. has to be competitive. And Yeah. You know, no, it's good. Okay. So that was, a, that was a step out of the box for you, right? It was a step out of the box. It, it did really you enjoy it? Me, I did. It gave okay. me new skills that I didn't have working in the government, that I didn't learn from <laughs> grad school. So I felt like. You know, it was something new for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and something new that is really—I would imagine that experience serves you really well in what you're doing today. Definitely, definitely yeah, definitely does because it essentially uh, was a consulting company, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's and that's what you've created with Can Delta's consulting company. When did you determine? Uh, well, let me ask the question differently. When did something like Can Delta become a good idea to you? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question too. Mm -hmm. So when I left the government, um, so the, the last job that I had at the government was as a senior compliance and enforcement officer in the medical cannabis program and in the controlled substances program. Okay. So I was essentially uh, assisting with licensing of applicants that were applying to become cannabis producers okay. um, and I also did the on-site inspections for those facilities okay and I also did on-site inspections for um, holders who had controlled drug licenses and, and pharmacies as well because they had to handle uh, controlled substances and narcotics um, so when I had left the government I had a, a really good rapport with a lot of the companies the cannabis companies that I had, had inspected um, they, they didn't say that I was they said that I was, they didn't say I was nice. They said I was a fair inspector. I mean, which is <laughs> the best compliment that you could probably get. Is that good? Is that good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's the best compliment you could get. <laughs> you're not nice, but you're, you're fair. Fair. Okay. <laughs> I don't like everything you've said, but. But I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> right. So when I had left uh, and people don't really leave the government, like. That's what I thought. Because it's a stable job. Yeah. You have yeah. great maternity leave. You get 90% of your salary, like. Yeah, you, can do, awesome. you can do maternity leave, you can do paternity leave and still get that salary. So I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, so when I had left, it was, it was really rare. And the, the, the companies I had built rapport with, they had said, okay, well, I know you, I know you're competent, you've left. And now that you've left, can you help me with this licensing issue? Or I have this regulatory question. Like, so that just started coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. It just started. So, but did, did you know that was going to happen? I, I didn't, not, not exactly. Like I, I knew that mm -hmm. I had good relationships. I knew I still taught to them. I knew people would ask me questions and I would tell them, but right. um, I didn't really think about committing my, committing my, my time or my career necessarily and pivoting to starting a consulting company just because no. there's still some, you know, unpredictability on, you know, how, how stable that could even be in, in the long term. Can you really make a life out of something like that? And I knew that I needed to, have another job at the same time yeah so 
when I started working at Brand Institute, um, I started getting more of these questions and helping with licensing and just started becoming a bigger thing because people start, you know, saying, Hey, like Sherry's helping me with this, like maybe she could help you. And then mm-hmm. it, and then it started becoming more, more work. And I eventually, um, brought in, uh, a partner of mine who's also my life partner okay uh, my business partner and my life partner and he also worked at health canada he's also a chemist has a phd in chemistry he worked at, in a different program at health canada um but essentially he understands like the the framework the thought behind the way how, how health canada makes decisions and things like that so we started doing this together and we sort of just kind of was kind of doing it on the side when people would ask us questions and then uh, it became a bigger thing that it was enough that I felt comfortable enough to leave my job. Yeah. So how did you do that? How'd you set that up though? Cause you were doing this formally in your job. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and you start thinking about at some point you just start thinking about that. This is, there's something entrepreneurial happened to you. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. And you start thinking that this is not going away and, and, uh, and you just thought that with the relationships that this could be a good industry, good business for you to own. Yeah. And the timing yeah. was, was, was right because yeah. it was just approaching. So when I had left the government uh, mm-hmm. in the cannabis program, it was just right, like right before legalization had happened. So yeah. I was aware of what was coming down the pipeline, you know, working at, as an inspector, we're able to contribute to the regulations with, while they're being drafted uh-huh. so that from a, you know, a practical perspective, it, you know, it can actually, it will, it will actually make sense. Right. So I, I happened to, when all this was happening, it was just the right timing as well. It was, it wasn't just us coming up with an idea. We saw that, okay, well, legalization is happening. The regulations are changing right. and we know that, you know, there's going to be more opportunity for, for business. Got it. We were, we were already kind of seeing that. Yeah. Um, so it made a lot of sense to, to, yeah. to start doing if you if you felt like this was a big opportunity yeah. look we're going to take a quick break uh, dr budram and when we come back i really want to dive into all things can delta okay great yeah that'd be awesome i'm Vern davis i am your host of plant profits my guest today is dr sherry budram she's the ceo and the co-founder of can delta inc uh, we'll be right back Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back to Plant Profits. Uh, This is Vern Davis. I'm your host. And my guest today is Dr. Sherry Budram. Uh, She's the CEO and co-founder of of CanDelta. So, so Dr. Budram, tell us, what is CanDelta? What are you all about? Yeah, that's that's a really great question as Mm -hmm. well. So, CanDelta is a regulatory and scientific uh, cannabis consulting company. We have an office in Toronto. We actually have an office in New York as well. Okay. Um, we help with licensing for uh, cannabis companies, primarily um, with operational support for those companies as well. We've also expanded our services to uh, in the pharmaceutical space, um, helping with controlled substances licensing. Uh, we've actually done uh, some, some COVID testing facility licensing as well. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we've kind of expanded our services. We assist with um, support for um, new technologies. If they're looking mm-hmm. for how that plays into the, the compliance space, if it is compliant, 
Um, we'll assist with mergers and acquisitions in, in the licensing space, uh, particularly where cannabis is concerned, um, technical document writing. So it really okay. could, could, could vary um, as well. So regulatory support uh, overall, a lot of compliance issues we'll, we'll assist with. We've also helped with drafting um, some regulatory frameworks for some First Nations communities in, in Toronto and, and also contribute to some regulatory frameworks uh, abroad as well. Wow, that's that's amazing. Now, how long have you been you been in business? We've been in business for four years now. Okay, so it's gone by super fast. And yeah, yeah. And people know who you are. I mean, are you? Yeah. Uh, how's business developing coming? No, it's great in Canada, mm -hmm. where we're we're pretty well known. We recently won a, a best cannabis consultant award. Nice. At one of the big conferences uh, than any of last year. So I mean that. I think really solidifies our, our place in the industry. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, I, I would say we're one of the, or if not the, the leading cannabis consulting company. Yeah. So you, that the list, you know, seemed pretty long about what you're capable of doing. What, is there a sweet spot? Uh, how, how are you structured to deliver the services? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's still like the primary, the, the, the most of our work, comes mm -hmm. from the cannabis industry um okay whether that's in canada and in the u.s as well now we're expanding into that market okay. um now that a lot of states are, are coming online with either a recreational uh, framework um, medical framework has has been in place for some of these states already mm -hmm. but they're building out their framework and the great thing is that a lot of states are still looking to Canada for, you know, how to really execute on a lot of the legislation to, to make it feasible in practice. Um, a lot of law firms in the U.S. help with this, this type of work. Um, and they consult you, they hire you, you? Yeah, and they, a lot of times they'll uh -huh. do a lot of like the legal aspects of it, uh -huh. um, incorporating things like that. And then we'll be brought in to help with the, the regulatory aspects of it, writing the quality documents. Oh, um, cool you know, consulting on how they could, how they should be building out their facility to be compliant. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that, that sounds uh, exciting. Do you have a lot of competition? In, in Canada, we have actually one of our, our biggest competitors, they were um, absorbed by a larger company. And, but since then they have definitely uh, diminished their, their presence in the industry. Mm. So that, that really like pushed us forward. Um, mm -hmm. Just, you know, so happened that way. Um, and in the U.S., um, we're 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 getting there. I mean, mm -hmm. we're we're pushing a lot of our marketing and our business development. We've been attending conferences. We just attended one in, in Michigan last week. Okay. So we're we're devoting a lot of our efforts more recently into targeting targeting the U.S. Are you getting on stage? You're being keynote or or being on yeah. panels? Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Uh -huh. Definitely in, in Canada, we've I've spoken on many, many conferences, all of the conferences and chairing one, uh, the Lyft conference, which is the biggest cannabis conference in Canada. I'm, okay. I'm chairing that one on May 12th. Oh, nice. So I, I'll be there. Um, I've spoken at MJ Biz in, mm -hmm. in Vegas. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've had a lot of success with speaking opportunities myself or uh, the other co-founder, Lucas McCann. He's done a lot of presentations as well. And some of our our senior staff have also been on panels. Uh, we've we've done a lot of media interviews. Um, I've been on BNN Bloomberg when the whole you know Cantrest fiasco was was kind of going on. Yeah, I brought in to, to comment on that. Um, so wow. yeah, I mean we've been 
fortunate enough to have a lot of speaking opportunities for conferences or, or media publications. So yeah, it's been, it's been a, a great marketing push on, on that side. Yeah. So give us something to look forward to about the future of cannabis um, and the U.S. and Canada and what's happening because the markets are in different places. Yeah. Yeah. The markets are in different places. I, I, I really <clears throat> could see now that the, because the framework in Canada has been established for, you know, you know, came out in, in 2018, the, the legalization, um, and the U.S. is really trying to focus its efforts. A lot of the states individually are starting to, to focus its efforts on uh, participating in the market. And I think that, you know, federally that there's going to have to be a decision there. And once that and, I, and it really is, I think there's a lot of pressure now once the states, you know, are starting to mm-hmm. uh, come online with a recreational framework, it's really pushing the federal government to, to really make a decision on that. And the great thing about the, the U.S. framework is that there is a social equity component. And I think that yeah. is so important, Yeah, you know, being able to include and support diversely owned businesses and impacted uh, business zones, having social, a social equity component. Which mm-hmm. is actually something that I think the the Canadian framework is is really lacking, mm-hmm. having that 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 type of inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with the the push and the advocacy work that goes uh, um, hand in hand with that, will eventually open up the market. Uh, and you know, once that opens up, that's really going to uh, you know I think even to some extent change the landscape in Canada. The way how it is in Canada right now, we're sort of we're sort of landlocked. You know, like with the way that the business can can really move in Canada, and it's getting to a point where there's a lot of hurdles in the supply chain where we, you know, can't really we can't promote products in, in Canada. We can't make claims on products. Marketing and advertising advertising is is really limited, mm-hmm. um, and there has to be, uh, I think, a, a more a more enticing framework, I think, in the U.S. to be able to, and, and in Canada as well, to be able to uh, to collaborate. So some work definitely needs to be done there. But I think that, you know, it's it's still, even though we've been having these conversations, it seems for, for such a long time. It, it, it really, really feels that way. Yeah, It really feels that way. It, mm-hmm. To some extent, it hasn't. Like, it, it takes so long for things to, to get into to motion. Right. Like if you think about when legalization happened in Canada in 2018, it's been what, like four years. And- well, I mean, you have you have a group of folks that think it's just natural. It should happen. It's easy. And then you have a group of folks that be like, man, that's such a big change yeah. and, and movement. And, and, and to bring them together, it just takes time. It takes time it's, and it's consistent time. effort, consistent effort to make those things happen. I really, <clears throat> Dr. Budrum, really appreciate you being here on Plant Profits today um, and, and uh, wish you and your colleagues well and uh, at Can Delta for sure. Uh, it sounds like you are uh, doing some great things in cannabis and bleeding over into big pharma. So um, really congratulations and we're all uh, excited and we look at forward to hearing all the great news that we know will be coming out of what you're producing and what you guys are accomplishing at Candelta. So um, Dr. Sherry Budrum, thank you for being on Plant Profits today. Thanks for having me. Yes.
You are so welcome. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify. Uh, Download us and listen to episodes and create your favorites list. Do all those things, be interactive with it. And and please look out for in the the short future, uh, Dr. Sherry Budram and I uh, will be out. Uh, this conversation uh, will be available to you. So please uh, pick that up wherever you get your podcast. Uh, follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, my company, on Instagram, um, all social media uh, sites, and learn more about how we are helping uh, build companies and how we're helping change people's lives and what we do. That's protisglobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. Until next time, looking forward to hearing from you all. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.